Hey there, listeners. This is Justin with a quick, short episode in between our normal format of Beyond the Uniform, which is me interviewing military veterans about their civilian career, what they did, how they got there, and advice for how you can do the same. So today with someone who is not a military veteran, but I just love this story. It's something that I did through my company, Captivate.ai. I wanted to share it here as well. And I actually put together a three-minute video that's worth checking out if you like Paul's story. So here's the backstory. I spend a lot of time on LinkedIn, and my company, Captivate.ai, does a lot with marketing technology. And so last week when I was on LinkedIn, I saw a post by a man called Paul David who had gotten, it was 200,000 likes on his post, which roughly translates to at least 6 million people saw this post. And you know, if I am really lucky on LinkedIn, I'll get a couple hundred people liking. So immediately it caught my eye of like, what is this guy doing? Who is this person? And I'll link in the show notes to the post because it's beautifully well written. I'll actually, I'll read it here for you because it is brief. Paul said, today will be seven years since my wife passed away. When we met, we had nothing. We lost our jobs during the financial crisis. And when our house was foreclosed on, we slept in our car with our three-week-old daughter. When we got back on our feet, my wife was diagnosed with cancer and she died four years later. We fought all the struggles and heartbreak together, and I wish she could have seen how far we've come. But I have a feeling she already knows. Thanks to all the clients, colleagues, friends, and family who supported us through this and up to now, we win. So very powerful, very vulnerable, very courageous, and very uplifting. And so I reached out to Paul. I did two things. First of all, I just kind of did a little bit of digging to see what he had been doing on social media, what led to this literally overnight success. He will talk about this in the interview, but he posted this at night, went to bed and woke up and he had thousands of people who had messaged him. So I wanted to also reach out to him and just learn more about his story. And I imagine like me, you're going to walk away from this interview in the Paul David fan club. I'll have links to his profile on LinkedIn, his Instagram and TikTok channels. His TikTok videos are actually really funny and his blog as well. But I just think this was a great story. One, for those of you who are interested in marketing, who are interested in promoting yourself, your business, your product, whatever it is, your cause, your nonprofit. It's just interesting for me to hear these stories of how people have managed to get attention. But second of all, I just think it's a great reminder of the power of knowing who you are in being authentic, being courageously vulnerable. And Paul exhibits all of those things. As always at beyondtheuniform.org, you'll find show notes with links to everything we discuss. You'll find over 400 other episodes in our traditional format of interviews with military veterans. So check that out. And with that, let's dive in to my conversation with Paul. Yeah, so the intention is just to learn more. I've got specific questions. I've looked at your Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok. <laughs> I looked at your blog and stuff. But the intention was just kind of like to learn the story behind the post and the impact it's had on you. Yeah, for sure. For sure, yeah. I'd love to answer any questions that you might have. So the first thing I was curious about was, and I really admire the vulnerability of the post. Obviously, it connected with people because it's so authentic. What was the motivation or like the starting point of just saying, hey, I'm going to share this with my professional network? You know, it's funny because I've always, uh, you said that you went on my Instagram and things like that. And I've never been 
too shy to like talk about the struggles because I felt like people really connected with it. And for some way, it did two things. One, it helped continue to have a legacy for my late wife. And then, you know, it's how I get to talk. But then I've always done it on like an Instagram. I was really trying to keep it separate from LinkedIn, you know, and I think what was a catalyst this time was it was seven years. And I think the people that I've worked with in the past or or my clients, I just wanted to say thanks, you know, because mm. it's been those seven years. And, you know, I think we've kind of evolved into what we are now. And I don't know. I just wanted to say thank you. I mm. didn't know it was going to do what it did. But, <laughs> but <laughs> that's what that's all I really had an intention to do. Was this something you had been stewing on for a while, like writing? Was it just like, did you just sit down and write it? Or is it something you'd kind of refined over time? Well, that particular post, yeah, I just sat down and wrote it. I think I've written it up over the years about her and our struggles and what we've Mm -hmm. been through. And it was just fairly easy for me to just kind of jot. So, I mean, not fairly easy, obviously it was heartfelt. Mm -hmm. But it was like one of those things where it just came from the heart. I just wanted to... Basically, I really wanted to let people know that I appreciated them for like helping us or helping me and helping us through that journey and then for what the business became. You talk about on your blog, you woke up to 7,000 connection requests and countless messages. I guess it's a couple of weeks out, but what has been the impact on your business or life from this unbelievably viral post? Yeah, I'm still getting connects and I think it's almost up to 6 million views. I think uh, I added like 18,000 people, but you know, more so than the business aspect, I think what was really interesting on how many people were actually kind of going through similar situations. I mean, there was two big things that I realized. There was how many people are actually going through similar situations, maybe not a death of a a spouse or a death in general, but just struggles, right? And they were like longing to connect with someone, even across the world that they've never, ever met before, they've never seen. But there was a lot of that. And it just made me feel that, okay, well, let me respond to them because at least someone's listening. And it was eye-opening. But then the other thing was how many people were so compassionate you know, I think I look at this day and age and what's going on with the media and there's just so much division and there's just so much back and forth and separation, but there was so much compassion out there mm-hmm. for just me. I mean, it was seven years ago, but there was an incredible amount of compassion, which was in the same time, one side, you're like, okay, there's people that are hurting and I want to mend that and I want to help that. But at the same time, I'm like, wow, there's just a lot of people that are compassionate, try to mend my heart. Right. So yeah. it's just, there's a lot of good in the world is what is kind of like what I've seen from that personal standpoint, you know, more so than anything that I've got from a business standpoint. I think there's a massive amounts of connections and I wasn't trying to do that intentionally. If anything, maybe I was helpful. You know? <laughs> and, and if anything develops from that, that's fantastic. But no, that wasn't really my, I just wanted to say thanks again. You know? Yeah. I love that on both sides. I got some of that from your blog post of just the sense of, of how many people felt alone in facing yeah something similar. And it's great to imagine them feeling less alone or less suffering as a result of your own courage and vulnerability. But I really like that piece on the compassion too. It makes me feel good because there's so much negativity in the media. And then to see like, oh man, there's such an outpouring of love and support makes me feel less separated from people that I might not have similar views with, but still are human beings who are compassionate and empathetic people. Yeah. And you know, one thing that you just said that resonated with me too, is that with divisiveness, and how we're separated. Really, you know, when I posted this and I got all the comments and the messages, we're really not. I mean, Mm. we all hurt and we're all compassionate to each other. And I'm like, it isn't as bad as we think it is or what we portrayed. It's just, there is an incredible amount of unity between people. And I think we forget that if we're always looking at just one particular side. And I know I did. So it was just very 
humbling and eye-opening from what I, I experienced. I like that sense too, that it's like when you see, you know, it caught my attention because I was scrolling through, I see all of these unbelievable amount of likes, but I love that it's not like I'm hiring for this position or my company <laughs> reaches milestone. It's like actually something that's humanizing that gets elevated, it just gives me a little right. bit more faith in people. One thing I wanted to ask about is you started by saying that you talked about this for a while in Instagram, you kept Instagram separate for LinkedIn. And I see you active on Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok. I love that you're, it seems like you're experimenting, taking content that's actually very funny from TikTok and adding it to LinkedIn. What sense do you have or recommendations do you have for people? Like, is each social channel separate and should be viewed as separate? Do you see the possibility of mingling what you're talking about? Or what advice do you have for people who are trying to create more content for LinkedIn? Yeah, I think you can totally intermingle it. And I think it's very, very effective. I think there's a humor and a authenticity from TikTok, right? It's very short clips and it's funny. It brings light to your day and shows the humor. As far as Instagram, I don't know. I've been trying to do it forever and it's like like visual block. That's all it is. But I think for me, it's like, I don't think you should keep it separate. I think they can interact and work. I think every social media can complement each other. I think for me, why I never did it was I just... This was my professional network. And it was just like, I maybe I wasn't ready from a vulnerable standpoint to just mm. say, hey, this is me. I mean, these are people that I work with and these are clients that I've had. And, I, you know, I just, I didn't want to breach that subject, but I don't know. I just, I guess I was really courageous that day, you yeah. know, so that's, but I think they are all very, very complimentary. If you can work in a way that you can encapsulate all of them and make sure that you're using the platform correctly, but then you're also tying it into the brand that you have, right? Because like you can message it in one platform that's more specific and appropriate for that platform, but the branding or who you are has to always come back to an anchor point is, is what I believe. Yeah. One thing I'm realizing as you're saying this is the nice thing about sharing more of who you are on LinkedIn, like as soon as you showed up on the screen, I felt like I knew you, like we've never met before, but I felt like I knew you because I'd seen your posts, I'd seen your content and it's just powerful for me. It's a powerful reminder that if you're willing to, I like this thought of being on brand, but if you're willing to be authentic, you can create relationships with people you don't even know. And it's just a really powerful concept. Yeah, you know, and it's funny because I have that mentorship program and I was talking about that with my guys because, you know, they're individual, like independent recruiters. Yeah. And I'm like, so what's going to make you stand out, right? Like from the big, gigantic, you know, humongous, like billion dollar firms, you yourself, you know, I think in a service industry where we're working with people, right? We're trying to take that humanistic aspect out and showcasing like, I don't know, we're going to AI everything or we're going to make it more efficient or my company does this, but really, who are you? I'm like, lead with authenticity because that's who you're working with. That's where people actually connect on a visceral level versus a cognitive level. So you're right in that sense. I think I always knew this, but I was just never courageous enough to do it. I know that regardless if I gain business or not, but if I'm authentic, then people will gravitate to that. Yeah. And I think that's really, really important for people to understand, not just like what your company can do, but who exactly are you working with? And it's a very, very powerful thing. I like that too. You know, that insight that you have for your coaching clients is that it is a superpower. Like sometimes when I picture these big, massive companies, it's so intimidating. But then to think of like, wow, if you're a smaller company, you can actually lead with yourself because no one can replicate that. That's unique. People can relate to that. And these bigger companies, they just can't do that. They are these massive organizations. So it's kind of a, a nice judo move to take what could be a weakness, just being a, a relatively small company and having that uniqueness be such an asset. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it works for that market. You know, it's like, I get it. I get it when you have to be able to be scalable and you need to kind of remove yourself from that 
personal brand. I think when you're smaller, there's a lot of entrepreneurs that don't want massive multinational companies. They just want to create a lifestyle for themselves. And I'm like, that's really how you approach it. That's how you're going to differentiate yourself. You know, everybody says the same thing. You talk about who you are and then let them gravitate towards you. And then the great thing about that is it's a great filter because the people that want to work with you when you're authentic, you're going to get people that don't like you because you're being authentic. But that's not the people you want to work with anyway. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah that's so. so great. Yeah, I get caught up sometimes in wanting to be all things to all people rather than realizing if, you know, it's great to filter people out. You have less dissatisfied clients. Like it just makes a better fit all around. One thing I was curious about is, and I don't even know how to ask this, but I feel like when I first saw your post and I started looking into it, the story that I wanted to tell myself was like, oh, here's a guy who has been posting every single day for the last year and then one of them took off. But that's not the story that I'm seeing. It like seems like you haven't been too active on LinkedIn. I think you had a previous post with 367 likes, which is great. But then to go from there to millions of millions <laughs> of views, it feels like winning the lottery. And I'm curious, I guess your advice for people or businesses that are craving what you've gotten, which is a lot of visibility and a lot of attention for your message. Again, like I was never very active on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. I was active on Instagram. And many years ago, I was really, really active. And I gained quite a bit of following. And there was a lot of traction from there. And again, it wasn't anything more than I just wanted to share a story. Mm. But I think what worked there and what really worked in LinkedIn was just, again, I mean, we've kind of talked about it. It's just that authenticity, yeah. you know, especially nowadays, right? It's like nowadays, people are craving that. Like yeah. They're just craving that. Just let me feel connected to you. Or mm -hmm. let me feel connected to something. Everybody wants to be connected to something. Everyone wants to feel that I understand. Or, I mean, they want to do two things. They want to either empathize with what's going on because that lifts them spiritually or they want to sympathize and mm -hmm. then connect, right? And that is not happening at all. At least for me, I don't see that happening. Any kind of realm of form. You said it earlier. LinkedIn is being used for like, I got this job opening. I got this promotion. Look what our company did. Look at this and this. And it's the same kind of noise that's happening in Facebook. It's like all this political stuff. And then, you know, we're programmed at that point to spin through it. Right? Mm -hmm. But then all of a sudden there's something authentic on a platform that's like really geared to like new job posting, new this, I got new this, I got promoted here, blah, blah, blah. Oh, but what is this? So I think that's causes, and you know, I think obviously it's a professional networking site. So you have to be somewhat demure about it. It's not Instagram, you know. So in my opinion, that's what made it take off. I have maybe I don't know, maybe I'm good looking. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Which I'm pretty sure it's not, but <laughs> but I, I love like it. I want to try to believe it and somehow. <laughs> I'll have one question that's just kind of open-ended, catch-all, anything we didn't cover. But I want to share for listeners that in the show notes, we'll have links to the viral post, to Paul on Instagram, on TikTok, his company. I'm just curious though, if people want to support you, they want to learn more about you, any information you want them to know? I guess the social media, you know, again, I wasn't trying to do anything. Bottom line, what I wanted to do is just share my story of my late wife, right? She was very important to me. And I think she left when my daughter was four. So my daughter's not really going to remember her. And I remember promising my wife, I'm like, listen, you know, she's four. She might not know who you are. I'm always going to try to really just remind her about you and everything that you've done and how much you've loved her and things like that. But even more so, I'm going to try to have her remember the legacy that you left by the impact that I'm going to make on others by your life. And that was really it. I mean, there was nothing other than that, you know, support me. I just read my stuff and you like it and it helps your life. And that's the best way. That's I love the best it. Way it's important. So. 
Well, I really appreciate your time. I know you're flooded with requests. Anything else you'd like to share with listeners before we wrap up? No, no, that was it. That was it. I appreciate your time and reaching out to me and, you know, this discussion. So yeah, no, that's it. Beyond the Uniform is written and produced by me, Justin Asiri, with the help from our Chief of Staff, Steve Bain, our Editor, Lex Brown, and our Head of Social Media, Janelle Hanf. We are an all-volunteer organization and would greatly appreciate your help in any of the following ways. First of all, spread the word. Beyond the Uniform has over 380 podcast episodes and 15 on-demand webinars, all offered for free. Help us spread the word on social media, at military bases, or whatever gets this resource in front of the men and women who need it. Positive reviews on iTunes go a long way towards this as well. Second of all, sponsorship. Beyond the Uniform relies on sponsorship to keep us going. There is so much more we'd like to do, but just don't have nearly the resources to do it. If you know of a company that would advertise in any way with Beyond the Uniform, please send them our way. Third of all, donations. If you're in a financial position to donate, you can find more information on the support section of our website. At our website, beyondtheuniform.org, you'll find over 380 episodes categorized by industry, functional role, and more. You'll also find both free and for-purchase resources that take a deeper dive on topics related to career growth. Thank you for your support as we aim to help members of the military and their families thrive in their post-military career in life.